Hello, Wear Many Hats listeners. Uh, it's your host, Mark Robinson, here again. I'm very pleased to have another one of our rising stars in the facilities management industry joining us today. So the podcast is going to be dedicated to risings. I'm very pleased to be joined by property manager Robin Bland of Colliers. Hello, Robin. How are you doing? Hi, afternoon. Good. You having a good day? Yeah, not too bad. Kind of a relaxed Tuesday as as much as it can be in the property world. A relaxed Tuesday. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Did it take you long to get here? No, um, I'm in the West End at the minute. Oh, Uh, so you're not far at all? Yeah, Curzon Street is what I look after at the minute. So, yeah, not too far to... Did did you walk or get the tube? I was lazy enough to get the tube. Yeah. Um, It's just about running on time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, uh, jumped on the tube um, and then came straight over. Well, you were in plenty of time. I caught you loitering outside, so... Yeah, trying to trying to make my excuses and run the other way. But, um, yeah, yeah. Followed yeah. me, so just no. about got it. Ah, see, there's no escape. Exactly, there's no, no escape, Robin. And once you're in, you're in. That's yeah. it. Doors locked behind you. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Well, listen. Before we get into the questions, I want to chat to you about one thing. I understand you are a um, Leeds Leeds University Illuminati. Yeah. So um, ended up kind of graduating from Leeds Met in. 2013 yeah 2013 now um so i studied sport which is nothing to do with what i'm doing right now yeah um so sport development so it's kind of the element of where if you get the people that have never done sport get them to do something for the first time yeah if you're really good make you amazing right um so it's a lot of work with kind of governing bodies nhs yeah but I've always kind of been interested in why people do things and right. why people don't do things. Okay. That little bit of socio- psychology yeah, aspect, yeah, yeah. which I think affects everybody pretty yep. much in everything they do. I um, agree, yeah, without a doubt. So, Is it like conditioning and things like that as well? A little bit of that. Um, Nutrition. And, yeah, so yeah, you yeah, do yeah. touch on elements of that, and then it's more signposting people to right. the right places to go, which I think is kind of a little bit facilities in a way. You don't, <laughs> you don't become yeah. an expert in anything, yeah. but you try and create that framework for people to come in along the way, do their bit and leave. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So, kind of always been into sport and, and stuff like that. And and that actually, quite interestingly, yeah. led you into, by accident, facilities. Yeah. Um, always kind of been interested in how things work. Right. I mean, it's one of those things as a kid, it's like, how do you build something? How do you put it together? How do you take it apart? Did you used to pull the, the toaster apart and things like that? Uh, not quite to that degree. It was more right. like, have a go at the Meccano set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those bit. bits and pieces. The TV didn't get ripped to bits on the mantelpiece. No, person. but yeah. the fascination of watching the guys empty the bins every day. Right. Um, and how things are made and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of my first jobs and got roped into working on the market stalls as a kid. Start. I used to do that. Yeah, ripping yeah. up cardboard boxes and flat packing them. Yeah, yeah. The helping van. helping yeah. the market traders set up. I used to get up yeah. at like five o'clock in the morning, go yeah. down, earn a couple of quid. Yeah, that was every Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah, outside of school. And yeah, so that was a bit of an introduction into the world that I wouldn't probably have chosen but fell into in a way. So right, been, okay. Yeah, started off early. Yeah, so obviously the, the, the sports degree led you into quite an interesting role, actually, at the um, 2012 Olympics. Yeah. So, talk to us about that. So in my second year, um, there, was kind of, there was an opportunity to do an internship at the Olympics. And right. Being at Leeds, sport-wise, sport mad. Yeah. Everyone, is, 300 people went for this internship. Yeah. You were sold the dream. You were going to be 
the manager of the Olympic Games. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So 100 people were kind of chosen. Um, right. It transpired there's also 100 people from South Carolina University. Right. Who came from America as well. Oh, really? So, lucky enough, I got chosen mm. um, to be one of those 100 guys working at the Olympics. And we're sold, yeah, you're going to be running it. So yeah. everyone's like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Internship, so you don't expect to be paid, but you'll get a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of money, definitely. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. So everyone comes down on the bus from Leeds, first yeah. day down there. You arrive in this beaten up warehouse, dust bowl yard, mm. shipping containers. Right. So you're the first guys that move in. Um, yeah. The Americans are already there. So you in a shipping container, bunk beds, nine other people. Really? Yeah. In a shipping container? In a shipping container. I spent... That's like something out of The Walking Dead. Yeah, I pretty much... <laughs> I've spent like half of my summers in shipping containers living, doing events and stuff around the country. But, wow. So yeah, so you started off down there. Um, and then it kind of dawns on you a little bit that you're not quite going to be the people running the whole show. Yeah. You're going to be more on the facilities, logistics. Yeah. Kind of that venue transformation side almost. Right. Um, that must have been very interesting to be involved in. So, you, yeah, you kind of get down there and you're like, actually, it's not quite what it's meant to be. Yeah. I'm in a shipping container in a warehouse in East London. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be there for four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much a better get on with it. Yeah, um, of course, yeah. So, yeah, it was a bit of a kind of rude awakening and everyone was kind of divvied up into people looking after it. Stadium. Yeah. Um, all around the country, some guys went down to Weymouth, down for the sailing. Right. But... Fortunately, in a way, I was kind of given the Olympic Park. Right. Um, that was kind of the area that I was given to work in. And mm. in a weird way, that was the biggest venue out of the whole lot on the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, say, 500,000 people pass through it every day. There's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And if you think about if you go to a stadium, you've got to walk through the park to get there. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah, a stadium's 60,000. Yeah. But those 60,000 will come in and out some way. Yeah, of course. And they yeah. go through the park. So, yeah. Yeah, so kind of a baptism of fire into facilities. I imagine it would be, yeah. 20 years old and kind of you're down in in London in a container, working night shifts straight, so four months of night shifts. Wow. Um, And it was run by um, quite a lot of Australians came over Mm. who had a history of doing Vancouver and Athens and all the other games previously. Um, So... (laughs) You were kind of given direction by these uh, quite direct Australians on what you need to be doing. No, they're not backwards and coming forwards, are they? No. no. Um, but I think that kind of worked well for me, in a, in a way, because yeah. it's easier to be told what to do rather than sometimes to think for yourself, especially if you're new into it, I think. Well, I mean, especially you've been thrown in like that. And it's, I, I, guess, I guess it felt a little bit like a sink or swim scenario. Completely. Yeah. And I think that's... Or were you like a swan? You looked really calm on the top, but the legs are going I, mental. I think bit, kind of the uh, amount of Red Bull and um, drinks at the end of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was... The Austrian, yes, work hard, play harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we had about some nights it ramped up to over 400 staff on opening night. Wow. Uh, opening days and but I learned probably the best lesson I've ever learned um, yeah. there actually is everything's about perception yes um, it doesn't matter how bad it's going behind the scenes as long as when people walk so walk in in the morning mm. and visitors come in they get that perspective of wow that experience that, what, that moment yeah um, and that's what everyone I think is striving for every day 
mm. kind of this world a little bit, um, yeah. which is yeah, a bit of a bit of a hard one to get right every day. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's all about perception. Agreed. And if you get those clients and those visitors through the front door, mm. your battle's won. Right. At least for ten minutes. Yes. Um, before they come out of the office and start highlighting areas for improvement. But yeah, yeah. No, that kind of has learned that everywhere I've kind of gone now and taken that off. It's all about kind of how things look yes. from the outside. And that goes back to a little bit of psychology of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you did the Olympics. How, what happened next? What was so next? finished that, yeah. went back, finished my third year. So right. I ran handball in, so the sport handball after the Olympics, boom. So I, instead of doing dissertation, not yeah. that disciplined enough to write, I right. ran that with two other guys in West Yorkshire for a okay. year. Did so that. You, you run hand, like, in, like the, Yeah, in, so for the governing body, Handball oh, really? England, wow. we ran um, their element in West Yorkshire for a year. Yeah. So we got, I think, two and a half thousand kids playing handball in a year. Wow. Uh, set up funding for teams, um, yeah. adult teams, junior tournaments, and then left it. That was job done. Handed yeah. it over to kind of the governing, back to the governing body and local teams. Run it yourselves now. We've set you up almost. I'm ashamed to say, I don't think I even know what handball is. Is it so like dodgeball or something? It's, easy, it's, it's probably like one of the most British sports you can have, but nobody does it here. So really? it's massive in Eastern Europe. It's a cross between, so you can tackle like rugby almost. Yeah, yeah. Get hands on and take people down almost. But yeah. you're throwing a ball into a goal. Into a, five, into a five-side goal indoors. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's physical, but it's no, it's a, it's good. It's good. Once you so, get so, into so it. it's like a mix between football and rugby, but you throw rather than kick. Oh, okay. So right, it's got that aggression element. You can play it indoors. Yeah. Um, and all you need is a ball and some sticks to throw between. Right. Okay. So it's as big in Europe as football. So is like it really? Barcelona have a handball team. Do they? Yeah, and same as like Real Madrid. And so you use, they use sticks for it? Not no, you uh, literally a ball in your hand, throw it in a goal. Right. You'd uh, have to show me a video of that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty brutal. Right. There's a Champions League every Is year. there? Yeah. Oh, really? The Champions League of handball, yeah. I'm missing out on one of the world's biggest sports. I, yeah. I feel terrible. Um, so no, I did yeah. that. And yeah. Been there, done that one. And then, so then finished uni and was like, it's that choice if you go home and then it's, well, what do I do next? Yeah. So it's, I called up a couple of guys that were um, I'd worked for, worked with at the Olympics, and it was like, we've got a job for you next week, Formula One, Silverstone. Ooh. So there's I, someone in the room that will have enjoyed that. I can tell you yeah. that for now. <laughs> so actually, the first part of that, though, I was working on like the cleaning side right. of the cleaners' campsite. Oh, okay. So I didn't even see a car, really. Oh, I was okay. doing, and then I went to do logistics on that. And then yeah, yeah. That kind of then snowballed all that summer. I then went chasing around events and stadiums yeah. around the country. One of the worst jobs was picking up confetti out of gravel I after yeah. um, concerts in Stratford and stuff. So, right. And then kind of did a bit more on like the admin side and work on events and stuff. So a lot of stadiums in London, yeah. horse racing. Yeah. Um, did all that and then went to Paris for right. the tennis. So I ran the staffing the kind of venue team for the French Open yeah really so I was based in Paris for about three months oh lovely couldn't speak a word of French no so I had to have a translator with me And did you really yeah um, right. so I've done that I've done that twice so yeah. one year doing a lot of like the staffing yeah which is challenging with French like labour laws and yeah 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 and things like that so did that um, one year still with, with the company and then did the following year more operational side again on the venue stuff mm. um 
through the night again. Like they always put my night shift for some reason. It, That's fine, mate. You mean, you, yeah, it, it seems it I, takes a certain type of person to do night shift. Though, at least so. with night shift, you, you can do a job once and yeah. you never have to redo it because nobody messes it up behind you. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. I quite like that satisfaction of you do something once, yeah, and then it's ready, and it kind of you're almost unveiling the place to some to people in the morning. Yeah, and it kind of gives you that sense of kind of pride showing something off almost. Yeah. Um, so yeah, did all that. Um, mm. And then did that for a couple of years in a couple of stadiums in London, then moved on to King's Cross. Yeah. Um, the development there. And a, a challenging site once again from an FM perspective. Completely. Yeah. Um, so, it just, so that was kind of moving over there in 2015, uh, 16. Because yeah. you were there quite a while, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. What, so, was, your, what was your role there again? So I started off there as one of the contractors there. Right. And then I left, went to go do some stadium stuff again. Yeah. And then came back again um, under more of the property management side with Savills. Right. So I went back twice. So yes. it couldn't have been that bad. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But two completely different roles in the same place. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And kind of King's Cross is it's such a challenge yeah. with the sheer scale of the place. Yeah. And because it was going through that point of being a development into a completed space yes you had to be presenting this incredible image yeah. every day of the week um yeah. so whatever you do today today's wow needs to yeah. be you, that's just normal tomorrow yeah yeah of course so you yeah. need to build every day um, right so yeah that was that was a big challenge um a right. lot of a lot of different types of challenges lots of moving mm. things because it's a public space that's open 24 7 yeah um you've got lots of offices there it's you never stand still. You, no. You can't plan for tomorrow because people can walk in that you didn't expect or... Exactly. VIP visits or... Yeah. You get quite like a bit that. of protester activity up there as well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we did. We had a couple of challenges because you've got occupiers like Google yeah. and Meta. Mm. So people love to protest yes. against some of those. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's managing those as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So yeah, no, it kept it interesting. And then yep. um, I kind of got to a point uh, last August where I think I needed somewhere to move into as a bit more structured. Right. Um, because I've done the chaos. I've done the unpredictability for years and years. Yeah. I wanted something where you can actually put a stamp on it and then make kind of considerable change over time. So yeah, of course I moved into, um, moved to Collier's and at Curzon street and one of the buildings at the road as well. Yeah. And yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting first year. Yeah. Working with the same guys every day, which I've never had that. It's always been a different. Oh, really? So you're working with so many different people. Yes. Your teams are so large. Yeah. You don't find out what makes people tick. I get that. I understand. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So by actually able to build relationships with people and yeah. actually find out what motivates them and for yeah. them to deliver better and better service every day. Yeah. That's now my role. I see. Um, yeah. Have you being... pre have you preferred that? That do do you now prefer that the, the people element because you get to know them because you get to understand what drives them. Yeah, and, and I, I always want to make myself redundant. Right. That's my kind of ambition. Really. Where I am because if I'm not encouraging somebody else, so at the minute I've got um, an assistant with me who she was brand new into the FM world. Yeah. When I joined, so both joined at the same time. Right, and if I can't give her the skills and communicate what I know yeah, about yeah. this place um, over the next couple of years, then I think I failed in my job. Um, right. I, I don't want to be sat in the same place in five years' time, 
yeah. not done anything different and just happy with my lot. I'd rather yeah. be challenging myself and going to different situations and new situations and yeah, making yeah, improvements there. So if I can make myself redundant yeah. and somebody else jumps straight into straight yeah. into it and runs with it and puts their stamp on it, brilliant. So, so you see yourself as a mentor, really. You see yourself as yeah. bringing people forward, you know, putting the right kind of succession plans in place Completely. to make sure that people can step into your shoes effectively yeah. because anything can happen to anybody any yeah. day of the week um i'm not trying to be <laughs> depressing but yeah something could happen tomorrow and i'd hope that somebody the building was there before i joined and the building's going to be there after i leave yes as long as i can make a difference in that period of time yeah i've done my job right oh brilliant good stuff all right so what would you say um the key milestones or turning points in your career were that that, that brought you to your current position was was there any Anything that happened where you were like, right, I need to, I need to zag left or zig right, you know? So, yeah, probably the kind of living out of a suitcase. Yes. For years of, a uh, couple of years of different stadiums every week, different events around the country. Yeah. Uh, it got to a point where I just wanted to be a little bit more settled. A little bit, like uh, a, more of a static role. Static. Yeah. So yeah. then I chose King's Cross, right. which was static. But awkward, equally as unpredictable. Yes. Yeah, um, I and then, yeah, doing that bit there. I did have a little bit of a thrive to go back to events and stadiums. So I did Wimbledon and Twickenham in between going back to King's Cross. Yeah. So then it was looking at the property side. It mm. was kind of going a bit more in and looking a bit more at the financial side and yeah. a bit more management of teams and of, yeah. of contractors. So is, is that an element that you feel that you're developing now? Yeah. More so? Yeah, I think it's, okay. it's it's continue. I think it's trying to, if people do, it's like if somebody is to do some work in your house. Mm. I, I always treat the building or the place as like somebody coming into your own house. It's, yeah. have I got the best people to do the job? Exactly. Yeah, true. And um, can I trust them to do a good job as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mind paying. Yeah. But but it, I really want a good product at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Speak, so. Okay, brilliant. So, is a, I love asking this question. Um, now, what did you expect when you started in facilities management, and how has it differed now that you've been in it for a period of time? So, I didn't really know what to expect from facilities management. Right. I, I was probably it probably goes back to I sold the dream yeah. of facilities management. You can sit back back and watch the hundred meter final. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch. Watch whatever's going on in the Why are you doing 15-hour days? Yeah. Don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can start nine to five. It's fine. Yeah. Switch your phone off at night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Reality, it's not quite that. But yeah. actually, the more time you spend in the FM world, the more you don't want to get out of it. Right. Because it's so versatile and it's so ever-changing and you can be part of so many different things. Yeah. To have the level of exposure that I've managed to get so far in my kind of career, it, you could never, you could never buy that. Yeah. You can never buy a ticket yeah. to go into these places to see these things, to yeah. learn about it. So course, yeah. I think being part of it, you kind of have to pinch yourself every so often and look yeah. back and go, actually, I was part of something great. Even if it was some small change in the building each day, yeah. to look back and go, actually, we all made that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because considering how young you actually are, you, you fit an awful lot into that, into that short time period, really. It's good moisturiser. Yeah, uh, is it? 
Really? No. Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you happy to disclose how old you actually are? Yeah, I'm. I'm 31 at the minute. I know. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. This year. Yeah. This year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you're 30 now. Or no, 31. 31. Uh, February. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be 32. So, yeah. No, I've kind of crammed quite a lot in. Yeah. Um, is is facilities the the career for for you now? Then do you think is, is it something that you want to progress with and move on? Yeah, well. For now, it's mm. the thing that I actually find the most enjoyable. Right. I, I, I like to have my phone and know what's going on yeah, in a course. building, even on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the first one to call up on a Saturday if somebody's stuck. And yeah. I actually quite like the idea of the helping people and encouraging people along the way yeah. and getting the best out of them. Um, it goes back to I, I don't want to be an expert in anything. Right. I want to have to surround myself with with experts. With experts. Yeah, they can help yeah. you make decisions. Completely. Yeah, be a broad church, yeah. as they say. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. So um, what aspects of facilities management, I think you're gonna, you're gonna, you've, already, you've probably already answered this, but what aspects of facilities management do you find the most fulfilling and exciting? Um, I think it's when people actually take the time to stop yep. and give feedback. Mm. everyone's quite good at just walking straight through something on their way to work rushing yeah everything is always so fast in london that's um, true yeah so if you ever get somebody stopping and giving you feedback that for me is key because right. nobody does it out people only do it for like a positive or a kind of sometimes negative reason but yeah, if yeah. people have actually taken the time to stop yeah. and give feedback i think that's that's brilliant. Um, yeah. that somebody's actually taking the time to do that. I oh, know. I agree. Yeah. Um, this doesn't happen too often. Okay. So what achievements would you, I mean, this is more for people looking to break into yeah. um, facilities management, you know, what, what achievements would you generally include on your professional CV in relation, you know, would it be projects, sustainability initiatives, for example? I'm probably not the best person to ask on CV writing. Oh, really? I don't really. Yeah. Okay. My CV, I've only done it a couple of times yeah. and I've, got work um kind of through people i've worked with so rather yeah. than naturally applying for jobs so they've kind of came migrated more towards me than me going out there to apply right okay. but I, I think it's very difficult with a cv to get people's personalities across i think you i completely agree yeah, um, yeah. and i would so much rather work with characters yes they'll drive you insane for 10 20 percent of your day yeah but they'll give you those moments of wow we've yeah. made a difference here um, right okay so it's, it's, yeah, I'd rather take a chance on somebody, give people yeah. a platform, um, which CVs are a little bit tricky to kind of get right. No, I completely agree. Um, I completely agree. But just something interesting on there. Yeah, so, so it's something interesting. <laughs> something interesting that yeah. you think that you'd like to talk about in an interview. Right, okay. Um, just leave it as, I think, a leading sentence of what somebody's done. Yeah. It doesn't tell you everything. Mm. It leaves the interviewer wanting to know more. Well, that's a very good point, actually. Yeah, very, very good. Okay, so, so you know, obviously you're a rising star within the facilities management industry. That's yeah. He did good when we said that. So that's what we're saying, people. Um, what, what different roles or responsibilities have you taken on to, to broaden your skill set that were outside of your core duties, for example? I, I pretty much don't say no to anything. Right. Um, and if somebody offers an opportunity, um, take it. Yeah. Run with it. Okay. Um, I've, where I am now, I've had a bit more of involvement because it's a static building to learn a bit more on the engineering yeah. side, right. how kind of plant and equipment um, operates. 
Um, before there was a bit more in King's Cross, it was a lot of security and public space management. Yeah. Um, so using kind of the places where you are to kind of glean as much information as possible. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's good to learn what not to do. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> then it is to learn what to do. Um, yeah. As long as you don't mis- make the same mistake twice, we'll be all right. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, don't be afraid to make a mistake, I don't think. I think. Okay. Has networking been important in your in, in your journey so far? Not so far, but right. I can see the value of it now. Right. Coming into it. Um where I was before, it's been a lot it's very insular. Right. Working in kind of King's Rush, you're in your own bubble. Yeah. Um and moving around so much. But now actually building those relationships, actually seeing what else is out there in the world. Um yeah contractors are out there and what other people are out there yeah you can learn so much just by listening that's true actually. um so yeah networking is probably something that i need to do more of I, right. i've never really actively done it okay. okay um so yeah kind of doing this is probably the most networking i've done so yeah. far um okay cashing out a couple of drinks that's a good way to, that's a good way to start to be fair so this is yeah. a very good introduction to, to, to Robin Bland. People will probably learn more about you on the podcast than they will in the pub. Uh, yeah, I would have thought, which is good. Okay, so, you know, what are you, you know, how, how do you approach collaboration with other professionals in the industry to, to foster any growth or learning? Or So, at the minute, the building I work on is part of a an estate portfolio right. in the West End. There's okay. probably about hundred and something other properties wow so some of them differing in size some are yeah there's a couple of really large properties yeah and there's a couple of almost small like townhouses right okay. um so, we've so got real variation complete variation yeah. complete variation of occupiers within those um contractors you work with everything it, right it's so different but we kind of catch up quarterly and Everyone pops into each other's buildings and offices yeah. to share that knowledge. Um, so, yeah, we're trying to do more of it, promoting kind of a team team to work together. Um, right. And that's kind of dialing into their security teams, asking for their input in, in what they their challenges, their cleaning challenges on one side. And yeah. It's kind of to create that network within itself yes. um, of an estate. Like yes. a, one, a one team ethos, effectively, you know, all, all pulling yeah. in the same direction, yeah. you know, with multiple contractors, all, all yeah. trying to achieve the same result. Yeah, we all share the same kind of brand, yeah. overarching brand over it. Um, okay. So, yeah, trying to keep that consistency. Yeah. But every building is different. Every yeah. occupier is different, what they want and what they don't want, or what they like and what they don't like. So, yeah, work together, but have your moments of difference. I think yeah, um, yeah, 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 that works yeah. really well. Okay, brilliant. Um, you know, in terms of your career, you yeah. know, what, what are you aspiring to achieve in the next stage? You know, um, do you see yourself stepping, you know, taking that step further into like a director's role in the future? You know, where, 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 I mean, you're only 31. So, I mean, to be fair, in the next 10 years, based on how fast you're going, you'll, you'll be running companies. Um, I, well, I don't know if I'll quite go that far that yeah. quickly. Um but yeah, it's been a completely varied um, last 10 years yes. um, to get to where I am now. Um, mm-hmm. And I've enjoyed the last year of actually making a difference with a team yep. and kind of making long-term changes mm-hmm. somewhere, um, which has been really good to actually do because mm-hmm. I've never done that before and, right. learn, and learn that skills really 
but yeah, um, I constantly, I get itchy feet. I can't sit still. Yeah. Um, even sitting down now, I'm probably up and about and normally yeah. wandering around the room. But um, so, yeah, I just, I want to constantly make a difference somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when I get to a point where I've probably given as much as I can give, then I'll, I'd look to go somewhere else and find a new challenge. Yeah. Um, wherever somebody would take me, to be honest. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm not opposed to kind of doing anything going forward. Yeah. So yeah, let, let, let's see what happens. And I've not really said no to anything so far, yeah, um, yeah. which has kind of allowed me to get to where I am. But yeah. FM world so, is constantly evolving. So yeah, The old Richard Branson motto, just say yes and then figure out how to do it after. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. He's done That's all right for himself. He has done all right for himself. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. What, what about um, learning and development? Is there any advice that you would give to someone starting their career FM regarding that? Yeah, I, I think finding somebody that you actually can talk to yeah. is a really good good thing to find or a good person to find. Um, and find that person that challenges you. Right. Not the person that just says, yeah, you're doing a really good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's loads of people that just say yes every time. Yes. Um, but actually finding somebody that will kind of give you guidance, mm. um, challenge you, um, and kind of push you on. Um, then, of course, if there's grab every training opportunity out there. Yeah, of course. Uh, my, I, I like to be able to understand how to do every job in a building. I yes. know I'll never get to the point of knowing everything. But yeah. If I have a go at doing it, I come from a more informed position the next time I need it being to be done. So, Very true. If I need a fan call unit to be serviced, I'll go and stand by the engineer and watch how he does it. Yeah. So that next time you don't get confused by jargon. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of people that will tell you the hard way to do things, but sometimes if you know how to do it yourself, you yeah. can, yeah, add a bit more. Let's go. Uh, yeah. A bit more gravitas to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gravitas to what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. All right. This is my favorite question. Tell us a little bit about you. About me. Yeah. What do you uh, like doing? So I enjoy working. Right, oh, quite really? a lot. Yeah, yeah, so I enjoy being around different people. Yeah, um, and it's funny how what people what makes people tick is yeah. is great. Um, and that's yeah, I've I've always wanted to be surrounded by people that are challenging and yeah, making things interesting. And I, I do really enjoy working. Yeah. Uh, well, what about outside of work? Outside of work, I've got I got married last year. Congratulations! I've, thank you. Yeah. I've got twins on the way. Oh my God! Really? Uh, do you, do you at the you? end of at the end of November, early December this wow. year? Wow! So my life might change considerably. I think it's going to change a little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say, yeah. With twins. Do you know what you're having? Two boys. Really? Yeah. Um, oh. So yeah. Um, the twins run in the family. Twins run in both mine and my wife's side. Um, right. She yeah. That's what she wanted, and she's got. Well, she wanted two boys, so yeah. At least you get it out the way quick, though, Robin. That's, that's the I one was, benefit. That's it's, what I was it's two years. Well, it's only, twice as expensive, though. Yeah, that's true. Especially right when you've got to buy yeah. two of everything. Yeah, um, nappies and yeah, oh, it's wipes. Astronomical. Yeah, uh, our house is a little bit like Amazon warehouse at the minute. Oh, I bet. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's a good chance to so jump into. Yeah, you've been preparing for that. Yeah, and oh, wow. yeah, and kind of. When we're going back to seeing somebody that challenges and kind of makes, kind of gets you working hard. I think my my wife's kind of she she far exceeds me on what she does. She's yeah. way more intelligent, way more driven than I am, and that kind of rubs off. Um, yeah. So we challenge each other, I think, in that aspect. But 
right? Yeah, so home life is going to be interesting. So we've been doing up the house over the last six uh, year almost. Yeah. Um, so that takes up my weekends. Yeah, well, you've got to get ready for the little ones, haven't you, I suppose? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not too bad for the first three or four months because they're not really moving around. When they start moving around, you've got to make sure there's no nails anywhere. That, that, yeah, safe. Then, then I'll go straight back to work. No. Yeah, straight back to work. Right, go on. She's not listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's not really much time for anything else no. outside of work. Um, no, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Well, listen, all jokes aside, you know, congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank and, you. you know, and, and best of luck. And touch wood. <laughs> yeah, best of luck with the with the birth of the little ones. And, um, no, thank you. Look, that's the end of the podcast. Brilliant. Thank how, you very how much. How did you find time? it? No, it's brilliant. It was great. Um, to talk through hopefully i didn't grab it on too much and it's not been no no, too no, boring. no i've actually found it really interesting to be fair so yeah this is no absolute huge thanks to you uh, no, robin you. for for coming on talking us through your career your challenges um and, and and obviously how you've overcome them over the years um and we wish you every success in your future endeavors thank you very much no problem at all. and to all the listeners out there thank you very much we'll see you on the next episode